Star Wars 7x7, episode 1174. Today, more stories from Leia's backstory, including her mercy mission to Wobani and her first ever encounter with Grand Moff Tarkin. Punch it, Chewie. Hey there, this is Tim McMahon, Alan's co-host from the Expanded Comicverse podcast. But hey, you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, a daily Star Wars podcast, seven minutes a day, seven days a week. How awesome is that? Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod. And all of this stuff comes from the novel Leia, Princess of Alderaan by Claudia Gray. And again, thank you to Disney Publishing Group for sending me a copy of the book to check out. I can't begin to tell you how many post-it notes I have in this thing for stuff that I wanted to mark and talk to you about. And ultimately, I'm not going to get to talk to you about all of it, right? There's just too much. So I'm just going to try and center on the highlights for you, which includes... This particular bit about Leia, about her mercy mission to Wobani, and how it eventually plays in to her first encounter with Grand Moff Tarkin. So here's the setup for it. Leia, as part of her three challenges, right, the challenge of the mind, the heart, and the body, she picks doing humanitarian work for the heart, and that involves going to Wobani for her first humanitarian voyage, which is absolutely shocking to her. It sounds like the planet is already in a similar state to what we see in Rogue One when Jyn Erso is held there. So, yeah, it's pretty harsh, and she's taken aback because this is her first time seeing anything like this, and of course, she wants to do more and wants to try and get some of these people who are really hurting the natives of Wobani. She wants to at least try to get some of them off planet, but Major Tedam, T-E-D-A-M, running the joint for the Imperials, says, nope, that's not allowed. It's not in your permit. The only people who can leave on your ship are you and your crew members, and that's it. So Leia gets the bright idea to hire a 100 Wobani natives as crew members. And as a result, she's able to actually get a hundred refugees off of Wobani and get them to Alderaan for either resettlement on the planet or for them to hook up with other families and friends in other parts of the galaxy. And this, of course, causes no small bit of consternation with her parents, but not just for the reasons you'd expect. It turns out that Bail Organa says they were in the midst of trying to negotiate some sort of situation for the entire planet of Wobani to get them additional help. And so Leia might have actually undermined that whole process by doing something that embarrassed the empire as a result and so of course leia not knowing that she did something like that and now knowing that her headstrong nature ended up possibly messing something up for the broader populace is carrying around a tremendous amount of guilt over this situation and one of the things that claudia gray is doing beautifully with leia's character as we go through the novel is showing how she's developing her moral conscience and also showing how she's developing her political knowledge and savviness to know exactly what it is she's supposed to do in the environment in which she finds herself, both political and tyrannical. And thankfully, it doesn't seem to come to anything much otherwise as far as punishments or problems, except for it not escaping the notice of one Grand Moff Tarkin. And that becomes the subject of their conversation in their very first meeting, which I'm going to share with you after the break. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. 
The Last Jedi is coming out in theaters in December, and so it's time for you to brush up on your knowledge of The Force Awakens. Luckily, I've got the thing for you. It's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book. It's available on Amazon right now. Just go to sw7x7.com TFA to get right there. And inside you'll find more than 501 galaxy-spanning questions and answers about The Force Awakens. Again, it's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book, sw7x7.com slash TFA. Welcome back. So the deal with their first ever meeting has to do with the first day of her term in the apprentice legislature on Coruscant. So she's there and Tarkin is giving a speech at the beginning of the day saying that you know, people around him were surprised that he wanted to go and speak to these kids because, you know, it's just kids, right? And Tarkin knows better and says, yeah, I know that you guys are the future and really you're all the ones I need to keep an eye on is what he's really trying to say. So that's the subtext of it. And then, of course, there's a formal cocktail party reception happening, that sort of thing. And she doesn't necessarily care about Tarkin. She doesn't want to meet him, but everybody kind of has to go meet Tarkin because he's, you know, the big muckety muck that came there and he's putting himself at the disposal of everyone who, you know, wants to shake his hand and have a brief word. So here's how it goes in the novel it says, When at last she was face to face with Grand Moff Tarkin, she took his hand with assurance, announcing Princess Leia Organa of Alderaan. Your Highness, Tarkin said, his hand tightened around hers only slightly more than would be customary, but enough that she felt he was holding her there. That lasted only for an instant, however, as did his brittle smile. I look forward to discovering whether you'll be the same kind of senator as your father. <laughs> That's a nice veiled threat, because I'm sure Tarkin is not happy with Bail Organa by any stretch of the imagination. And so Leia, of course, says, I hope to be, and then adds, I'll be visiting Iriadu for the first time soon as part of a pathfinding class. They don't tell us which mountain ranges we might have to find our way through, but I thought you might have an idea. And that whole thing is because, of course, Iriadu is Tarkin's home planet, so she, in the narrative, is kind of complimenting herself by saying, let's see, uh, diplomacy often meant flattering people. One way of flattering them was referencing their home worlds. Another was asking their opinion on a subject in which they would be well-informed. She was proud of folding both into one question. And so Tarkin, game as ever, says the Revoche ranges. And he says, you've done your homework. And she says, I try to, sir. And he says, a good habit to cultivate. He paused, then added, unlike, for instance, looking for loopholes in imperial regulations. Uh Oh, so it's rather interesting that what happened randomly on Wobani on one, you know, small out of the way world managed to get to the attention of Grand Moff Tarkin on Coruscant or wherever he might have been at the time. That suggests not really that he's paying attention to all these things, but that he's paying attention to a certain subset of people and she is on that list or his agents are right. It doesn't necessarily have to be him. But you can imagine that he is given notice to say, hey, if it's anything Organa related, I want to know about it. So the narrative goes on saying, outwardly Leia didn't flinch. Inwardly, shock was followed by shame. Had word of her rescue on Wobani spread that far, that fast? And yeah, again, you know, probably not like that. But Tarkin adds, you have a talent for finding weaknesses, your highness, and for exploiting them. That talent can work for you or against you. You'll have to decide which. And the narrative closes by saying he moved on to the next young legislator and Leia stood alone in the crowd, silent amid the noise, unsure of what surrounded her. 
So they pretty much start off on the wrong foot together, and it'll be interesting to see if they stay on the wrong foot completely the whole time. Although it's rather shocking to think that this novel takes place really only three years before the events of the original Star Wars, so it's only three years of any kind of relationship building between them before Tarkin goes bye-bye on Death Star 1. But a lot's going to happen in those three years, and before we get to any of that, we're going to have to say goodbye for today. So thank you, as always, for listening. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you execute Order 66, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'd be spectacularly grateful to you if you put a little something in the tip jar at patreon.com slash SW7x7. It's not the downfall of the Republic, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2017, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.